My dog went flying through the air over the tree. I don't know how it did it. Okay. Damn it, I'm really confused. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence, and Nate was dead when she hit the ground. I didn't see any cars. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence. Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal or? Jesus Christ, you better. Sir? Yeah. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right. Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Citizen Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I want to thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or story you'd like to share with me, send me an email at sciencemeetsbigfoot at gmail.com or hit that message button to send me a voice message. I can always use it in episodes or just hear your accounts. Either way it works for me, just hit me up. I want to start off this episode with a sincere apology from yours truly for delaying this episode. Excuses aside, I have developed a system that will ensure that my podcast episodes get done every scheduled day. So to all of you that have been tuning in, I thank you for your patience. Today we have a special treat. I spent my Labor Day weekend heading up to a Sasquatch research spot but was forced to move areas due to the fires. This new spot did not disappoint, however, and my cousin and I had some extremely unexplainable stuff happen three nights in the four days we were there. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. While packing for a trip to a private research spot, the fires were getting more intense and growing bigger. One of the fires was only 20 miles away from the spot I would be habituating, so I decided to get on the BFRO website and look for accounts with a reasonable distance from me. There was a lot to choose from. I ended up landing on a sighting report in the Tillamook State Forest about 20 miles east of the town. I have a cousin that lives on the Oregon coast and instead of going by myself, decided to invite him as he lived only about an hour away. On Friday, September 4th, 2020, my cousin and I departed from his Oregon coastal home around 1 p.m and arrived at my pin dropped location at around 3 p.m. We had followed an old logging road, passed several intersecting gravel roads, some leading to landing sites, and some leading to long overgrown cat trails, and up to the top with the shooting berm ending the road with a cat trail between the downward slope and the berm. Our camp, which was on the side of the road, in a grassy area about 50 yards away from the berm, was completely surrounded by thick brush and trees on a downward slope to the east and a thinned tree line expanding far back, getting thicker and thicker the further you went. We parked the car and started unloading it. 
My cousin had set up his area of camp and decided to walk around to check out the area while I finished setting up my camp. About 10 minutes later, he came back, just as I was finishing setting up, and informed me that while he was at the end of the road, he heard a very low humanoid growl. Just a short two seconds, but he told me it sounded more like a warning, like a get away from me or my area warning. My cousin is a woodsman. He's been known to hike miles into a wilderness area, carrying only what he needs, and will set up camp wherever he so pleases. He has spent a lot of time in the bush, so for him to tell me it was unlike anything he has ever heard before, that was saying something. We both walked towards the end of the road as I wanted to investigate the area, stood quietly for what seemed like five minutes, but to no avail. We decided to go back to camp, sit down, and enjoy the silence of nature. And that was when it dawned on me. It was completely silent. When we arrived, making noise and all sorts of racket, there were at least birds flying overhead, alerting of our presence. There were flies, mosquitoes, and termites flying around everywhere. Now, in camp, absolutely nothing. Just the ringing in our ears, our heartbeats, and every shallow silence breath. Then we both got the feeling, like someone was watching us. The hairs on my body stood to attention, and I felt like I had felt that very first encounter when I got chased off the mountain after call blasting. This went on for about five minutes or so before completely dissipating, and once again could hear the birds chirping and the insects loudly hovering near our heads. We brushed it off thinking if it was something ominous, something would have happened already, so went about our business. A few hours later, we decided to check out the cat trail that went past the berm to see where it went. It only went for another 40 yards or so before coming to an extremely steep embankment, which looked like it had been scaled up and down several times by game. It was eerily dark and only added to the creepiness factor. We could hear branches break as something big traveled away from us, some couple thousand yards down in the gully. At this point, me and my cousin are freaked out, but not trying to show or say anything in the hopes of just being able to brush it off our shoulders. We woke up around 9 a.m. the next morning and decided to move, trying to find a spot closer to the water. As we got done packing things up in my car, we were both standing in camp discussing where we could go when we both distinctly heard a low ominous chuckle. It was not very loud, but loud enough for both me and my cousin to hear it clear enough to both get wide eyes and slowly turn our heads towards each other at the same time. I can't speak for my cousin, but I can tell you without a doubt, that was the creepiest sound I've ever heard. Enough to send chills down my spine and give me goosebumps instantly. My cousin later said he took it as, ha ha, you never found me. And I can't disagree with that. I distinctly heard what sounded like a man chuckling in a very low tone. We rushed off into my car, unsure of what exactly transpired, a little freaked out, and ready to go. Alright everybody, this is your explicit contents warning. Uh, if you have little ears in the room, or if you are uh, sensitive to adult-themed language, uh, go ahead and fast forward through the next half hour uh, and join us in on the next section of uh, the second part of my camping trip the last two days.
this next clip for everyone else who will be around uh, is completely raw and unedited. Um, I have boosted the audio for reasons being that it's hard to hear due to uh, the um, acoustics around us and um, how far away uh, realistically we were from my phone before I realized. So I've amplified the volume up for everyone to hear. Um, so without any further delay, here we go. They have more flexibility in the ankle then they can hit it like basically at the same time yeah uh, which also makes a lot less noise if you're walking ball of the foot first uh -huh. and you can feel what you're stepping on so if you're gonna break something you can, yep. you can pull back and off of it or something see this is why I love brainstorming people <laughs> you know, like that's all that's all shit that was up there but I just like Never have never grasped that. Like, you know what I mean? Well, because for some reason, I'm I'm really into uh, bipedal walking uh -huh. mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> you'd get along. Always, with, you'd get along uh, with this dude. I always <laughs> have been because uh, you know in marching band. Yes, you are. Yep. <laughs> and and it seems so counterintuitive. Yep. Yeah, and that, like with bit with with Sasquatch, like, uh, so they're like, first of all, our knees are right here, and their knees are about right down to where our shins would be. So it'd be a gate like that, and it'd be like, I, you, I can't even replicate it. You, we're, it's, we're, it's physically impossible to replicate how they walk, <coughs> how they would walk. Well, yeah, like, uh, okay, talking with the kid, uh, on the podcast today, saying how it went down on all fours, but it's something that we as humans couldn't replicate. Replicate, yes, exactly. Yep. Even the, uh, Patterson Gimlin film it shows that dude like it shows uh, 1967 it shows um, <clears throat> there's a diagram it shows her but yeah I've seen I've seen um, like for, there's her gate I've seen some uh, yeah uh, and I've, I've seen um, some footage that is a little bit hard to disprove, mm -hmm. you know, as being some, and it's, it's more like, <laughs> like yep. it's like an ape would be like, yeah, kind of in between. Yes, 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 that's, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be like an ape, because apes kind of hop, like hobble a little bit when they try to walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they kind yeah, of be like the, I imagine, you know. Uh, intentional, like forward, rather than you know, like yep, like eight foot. Yep, but but they're you know like hunched over and it's like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god! 
<sighs> but yeah, I'm sure you've seen that footage, the 1967 Patterson Gimbal <coughs> film footage. It was, I think it was Bluff Creek in California. And it was, uh, you can like see the muscle ripple in her back when she walks. And you can see like her breast swing as she's walking. <laughs> we were just talking about that yesterday. Yep. Um, whew, yeah, um, I truly believe that's like. I think there's a couple other purely authentic uh, videos out there too, but that's the original authentic like Sasquatch video. Like um, you, you have to admit there are a lot out there. That just scream. Oh yeah, absolutely fake. Absolutely, yeah. We call those blob squatches. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, those are pictures, but yeah, um, blurry pictures or a picture of a bush, and they're like, oh, I see a face in it. Like that's prevalent too. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's called per uh, pareidolia. <laughs> um. But, no, um, the fact that... Uh, well, with anything uh, considered at any point to be, like, close to conspiracy mm -hmm. thing or anything, there's going to be those people that go out and try and exploit it. Yep. 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 Uh, I think his name was... Um, let me get this wrong. I think Bob Titmus. He was a. Uh, he claimed that every single Bigfoot track ever found was him and his wooden feet that he had. Which is like, how are you in one state at this date when the exact same date, eight states over from you, there is like a track found? <laughs> right. And and well before uh you could have chartered a plane and you're not this fucking billionaire that could no. just charter a super fast plane no. and get there really not quick. Not at all. Hey, you're a Bigfoot researcher or you're a hoaxer. Either <laughs> or you're not gonna be <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Or you're a uh, hoaxing Bigfoot researcher, which they're out there. <laughs> it's fucked up, but they're out there. <coughs> oh, last night shit. Like, just little things like that, dude. Like, just cement. Like, because, you know, my sighting I had. To this day, I still doubt what I saw. Because I saw something that shouldn't be real. <clears throat> and every single time shit like the stuff that happened last night happens and stuff like that and my tent being like pushed in and stuff that like cements that like I know something's out there well yeah uh like my you know I'll add that I don't just like with the one before I don't know if it was Sasquatch mhm mm um but it was unnatural to our scientific knowledge the sounds and that I heard and the other one 
the shit that I saw. Yep, yep. You know, this big fucking bipedal thing. Uh, it was just shadow, and I couldn't see how big or how much it was walking, but I could see, you know, I couldn't tell its gait or anything. No, yeah. Because it was so fucking dark. Um, but I could see it moving between the trees after I had heard the sounds. So, you saw it in the dark. It was darker than the dark, right? Uh, barely. It was damn near, it, I mean, pitch fucking black. No, yeah, yeah, there. you were at Mount St. Helens at nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, about two in the morning we came out of eight caves, and, uh, they wanted to go back real quick, so, uh, and, and I didn't. Yep. Uh, and I drove Tony's car. Gotcha. Uh, so... I had the keys, they couldn't leave it for me. <laughs> and so when you come out of eight caves, you circle back, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw this trail going this way. And I was like, hey, let's go explore up there. And they were like, no, 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 we're going to head back. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go explore by myself then. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And then that's when you heard, it was, you heard, what was it, like a, a ape sound, right? Uh, yeah, kind of like a, yeah, yes, okay, I remember that, you were telling me about that, yes, it's coming back, okay, because Christina said she's heard something similar up in that area, her and uh, Amy were up there, and she heard what she said sounded like a primate, like, like, at them. Like up in a tree right. somewhere, like, and we don't have them here. No, we know? don't. <laughs> uh, scientifically, no, we don't have nope. like an apes or, or anything <laughs> like that no, here. Nothing. Nowhere in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe someone owns one or something, but it's not going to be out in the fucking bush out in the wild at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock, four o'clock, whatever late it was when they heard that, and two o'clock for you. No, yeah, no. <clears throat> That's why uh, I I tried to explain to myself that it was just some, uh, you know, animal um, that I hadn't heard the sound of uh, yeah. in person. You know, because it's way different hearing it, like, on tape mm-hmm. rather than being out there and hearing it. Yeah. And... Uh, and so I just kept on for like another mile and in the or half mile to a mile it felt like a mile because I was kind of like these trails I was trudging to, through brush but it was clearly a trail it wasn't a game it was a per- yeah like a cut out trail mm-hmm. yeah 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 and and I so was, I just kept going and I was freaking and then I, <laughs> and then I, <clears throat> I heard it again, and then so I looked up and I saw, it. I, well, I, I stopped, I froze for, for a little bit, so, because then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know, what is gonna come kill me? Is it, is it some kind of, fucking bear or mountain lion or something that I'd never heard a sound from. Yeah. Um, 
and I froze there for a while, and then I started back up the up the trail, and I heard the some sticks, you know, stick breaking and the bush rustling. Yeah. And so I looked up, um, because the the trail. It was only like 15 feet in elevation gain, mm-hmm. but the the other tree line, um, it was it was like a good 30, 40 yards away from the trail that oh, I was shit. taking. Okay, okay, and that's when I fucking saw it in between these, walking in between these fucking big old trees, you know, uh, about six, six to eight feet apart, and I saw it just in that window. Yep. And then I froze, and I fucking booked it. Smart. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. (laughs) I had nothing to protect myself either. No, yeah. And I was fucking scared as shit. Yep. Yep. I was out there all by myself, hiking through the middle of the fucking forest, yeah. and <laughs> and it was uh, so like I I I hoofed it so hard. That's when I I fell and I landed on this little stump that hit me in my bad hip. Oh. And so then I had to do the other fucking uh, four three and a half, four miles, trying to catch up to them, injured, just hobbling, oh, like, just limping. Just, like, with your adrenaline and, running like a mother. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was just yelling, motherfucker! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, God. Yeah, no, you're, uh, I think you're fortunate that you froze and ran, because... I think you would be warned. <laughs> like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Is he following my path and <laughs> making the noise? escorting you yeah. out. I, th- I would think, you know, if it was, uh, uh, you know, a Sasquatch, uh, he was following, make sure, making sure I didn't get too close to uh, his area. Yeah, I see. I see now. Okay. Because I was heading more into the deep forest on the trail that I was gotcha. going off. And I was starting to go off trail. Yeah. Uh, because there were little game trails, like like we kind of followed up there. Yeah. Uh, that weren't human-made trails. But there was a trail, so I was like, okay, I'll just go through there. Go through it, yeah. And just go explore. <laughs> I was just watching to make sure I didn't get up yeah. there. That's a... No, that's a couple, couple possibilities, man. Could have been a nest area up there. Or there it, that's the thing. Where there's one, there's many. That's what, like, with my experience, I physically saw one. And what freaks me out is the fact that I know that there was more than one around me that I couldn't see. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and and to think about it, uh, even even if it's not like like a, a tribe per se, 
then uh, to keep procreating and keeping their their species going, it would have to at least be a family. Yep. Yes. You know, a mate and a child. Yep. Yep. That you're gonna instinctively protect. Protect. Yep. Uh, there's been accounts of people like uh, almost losing their life because they get in the middle of a hunt mm-hmm. or something like that. Like <clears throat> those stories are like that's okay. They're they're flesh and blood wild animals. Like they're you get in the middle of a you get in front of a uh, almost a cow. You get in <laughs> front of a wolf or a bear's kill, dude. You're dead meat. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, any. Oh, yeah. Wild animal, ourselves included. Yeah. You know, we've domesticated ourselves, but we're still wild animals. Yeah. Um, you're going to protect your kill, your food source. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but unless you're like a lot of reptiles and amphibians and fish. You're also going to protect your mate. Yeah. Uh, because it's dri- driven, you know, by the... Our... Um, it, it just happens in our brains to protect the species. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Preservation of the species. I that... That is, uh... you know, uh, a, a major thing. That's just like why, you know, black bears won't hurt you unless you, unless they perceive that you're threatening their young. Yeah. <clears throat> and shit, a lot of a lot of domesticated animals do that too. Not all of them, but yep. a lot of them will also. Because that is part of evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been ingrained in our brains. If if my kids don't live, then yep. how do we live? Yep. It's uh, nature's crazy. That's all I'm gonna say to that. It's all nuts. It's it's almost nearly impossible to understand everything about it, which is like out of our perception. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we don't understand well, something. We're so what? far removed. Yes. Too. Yes. You know, Ab- I'm sure, absolutely. I'm sure people, humans from. 20,000 years ago were fucking what they found those uh, those tools from 30,000 years ago in uh, South America Uh, I'm sure those people were still way more in tune with with nature and everything around them than we are because they lived in it every single day that's that's a dude. That's the thing. You get all these skeptics. Like, you have a, a eight to fifteen foot tall, huge, like fifteen hundred pound beast, out running around, 
and no one's been able to catch one or see one before, that makes sense. If you if they're like in between like the the evolutionary chain between apes and us, like I was saying, talking about last night, they have full access. Leave the nature or uh, leave leave the nature aspect out of it. They have full access to their brains. They're automatically way more intelligent than we could ever believe to be or think to be. I mean, and even if they don't, um, just take a fucking drive up a road like this and look at all of the forest that is there. Yep. Well, and that's the other thing. That's what I was getting at. It's so expansive when you actually get out into it. Yep. And then getting into the nature aspect of it, they are master manipulators of their environment. Like, well, that's what they've been living in, dude. I've heard yeah. I've heard uh, hunter stories of like bow hunters. They're walking through like you know like an old cat road, and there's a clear cut off up, you know up off to the right, and like they're looking up, looking for deer, and all of a sudden the stump gets up and moves. <laughs> a st- like it, they swore it was a stump, dude. Like it was, it didn't shape shift or anything. It was just like crouched down, looking like a a stump like <laughs> <coughs> I mean you get like some you get some of this tall grass they could be like crawling up on us right now well, and yeah. we wouldn't I mean, know like the the oh, the shit that we're <laughs> the shit that we're finding still these masters of illusion species mm-hmm. big and small yep. um that we're still finding in the in the forests, the deserts. We found fucking sharks living in lava tubes. I didn't know under that. Under the ocean. I didn't know that. That's they crazy. Were under a mountain in the lava tubes. What the hell? And we fucking found them just like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Are they and like we're finding this crazy shit. They're only, you know, like, like sand shark size. Oh, yeah, but they're still sharks. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, we had every reason to believe that that can never happen. Yeah. But we found them. Yep. Yep. Well, and then you look at evolution, dude, and you have like, the the lizards that can like camouflage straight up like fucking uh, uh, predator style like not quite invisible <laughs> like that invisible but straight up like cam- what else ca- out yeah, there can like do chameleons that chameleons on steroids yes like what else like <clears throat> who's to say there's not some like being that walks on two feet that can like blend in with a fucking tree I mean you know what I mean dude like, we, we found bacteria that doesn't need oxygen to live uh, that's, on earth that's crazy that's crazy. We thought oxygen and water were the two foundations of life mm-hmm. on Earth. We found bacteria and uh, the next step up, which is still considered a bacteria, but it's a big step up mm-hmm. in the way that they're composed, uh, that don't need oxygen. That's fucking nice. That's, <clears throat> well, that's crazy. Well, I was going to say, I mean, think about it. Think about cockroaches, but they even they die at some point. Mm-hmm. But that's nuts. Yeah, they dude. live their whole entire lives, <sighs> maybe with like a couple molecules of oxygen. Ever. That, that is insane. That we is... and that's the uh, 
one of the it, it, that's kind of what got me on it one of the uh, dads on that kid mm-hmm. uh, episode yeah I got got me thinking of all the shit that I've been reading about these new species <coughs> uh, being found in the last year and a half and especially now um, and that's why I say uh quarantining for for a month per year yeah would yeah. be the best for the earth yeah and good for us too uh because it would be different if we knew it was coming rather than just all of a sudden bam yeah what you were used to can't be anymore so that if we had a a scheduled month a year and it was planned then every household and country could could get ready for it. Yeah. It'd be so good for the fucking earth because all these animals and shit have been coming out of the woodwork since humans uh, disappeared for a month. Yep. Yep. That's... That's actually really sad to think about. Well, I mean... It goes to prove to show how destructive we are. We are a parasite uh-huh. to the planet. <laughs> we are, <laughs> Well, I mean, look at how fucking shitty people are. You know, uh, you go out, you find... You find fucking toilet paper and shit, and, and plastic wrappers, and... Oh, you can't... You can't go a hundred feet no matter how far you go in exactly in the Just wilderness talking about this yep you can't go anywhere without finding fucking garbage and filth yep and yep. it's because the general person is an inconsiderate fucking idiot yeah. asshole yeah <laughs> <laughs> Don't care about anything but themselves. You know, so I, uh, you know, I've always been really big about you bring in, you bring out, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't, you should, cause so like even though, even those, uh, they're biodegradable and flush proof and everything. Oh, the white, yeah, the wipes. Um, I still brought my wife's there in the garbage yep, right there. Yep. Uh, because I didn't feel comfortable putting them in the hole. Yeah. Um, because they're not natural. Yep. Uh, and I I pick up people's garbage when I come out here. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just respecting your environment. And think of how well off the Earth could be if if everyone thought more like that, like that. more Man. more like this is such a fucking beautiful place. Why don't I try and keep it this yes. beautiful? I wish more people thought like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
because even when we're um, even when we're fucking out here and we set up and we're just not talking, I'm just laying there. Mm-hmm. I'm having such a great time just yes. being out in the wilderness, soaking it up, mm-hmm. breathing in all the fresh oxygen off the trees. Mm-hmm. And and you get to well another another thing with the quiet time sometimes uh, is you get to hear the little critters yep. and see the little birds and they start to fly around you and and you also get to because you're focusing on your environment you get to see how the leaves fall that you're walking on like mm-hmm. on a trail mm-hmm. And make it to where they are. Yeah, and yes, I awesome. just find that so awesome. That's <laughs> why so I love uh, uh, like river and and lake spots, because generally, I I didn't this morning, but generally I wake up a lot earlier than who I'm camping with. Mm-hmm. And so I just go down to the water and I just sit next to the water and, and, and watch it flow. And I'll see fish going by and and all this shit yeah. and, and I can just sit there and appreciate it. You know, I'm not I'm not doing it for fishing or, or whatever. No, yeah. It's just to sit there and appreciate the the earth, the wilderness, the water, yeah. uh, everything that is happening to keep try and keep you know the earth going as we love it because the earth is trying it is it is yes it's yeah it's constantly healing itself we're just fucking it up faster than what it can do itself right now Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have all these man-made technologies to yeah. keep up with the ones that we're making that fuck it up. Yep. We drove around for a few hours, trying to find any unoccupied camping spot on the river, but with no luck. There was way too many people there. Around 1 p.m., we came upon a little side road off of the gravel logging road we were on, drove up, and around the corner found a haven of green grass, trees, and game trails, coming and going from the tall grass into the bush, which 100% fully encompassed the camp. While there were other people just down the road, the grade in which one would have to climb in order to get into or near our camp was steep enough to be extremely difficult and highly noticeable. The only way for someone to sneak into our camp was to walk the road up past my car and into camp. We parked, emptied out the car, and set up camp again. It was around dark when we started making dinner, talking life, and catching up. Out of nowhere, we heard branches breaking and got the same feeling of being watched. Instead of the noises being in a direct area like the night before, it was all around our camp. Behind us, to the sides, and in front of us. They sounded to be about 40 yards away, but moving around us and instead of away like the night before. We were frozen in fear as this was very clearly bipedal footsteps. One of them sounded like it was getting much closer to camp, and I stood up with my gun ready, flashing my LED light around but saw nothing. 
decided to leave well enough alone, we just ignored it, hoping to get it to pass through. But it never did. They would encompass the camp all around. I heard footsteps towards the hillside from where the road was coming from. I heard footsteps uh, back away from there uh, towards, the, I believe it was the west of camp. Uh, literally all around it and no more than like 40 yards away sounding and coming into camp. Uh, at one point, it was one f- pair of footsteps headed up the incline and it made it sounded like it made it probably 15, 20 yards in about four seconds. Uh, it was extremely creepy. Um, these noises continued until the moment that I fell asleep in my tent. And as far as I know, nothing happened that night. But I had some crazy lucid nightmares that night. I hadn't had a lucid dream in so long that I don't remember. So was it a coincidence? Maybe. But if there's one thing I've learned since getting into this subject, coincidences can mean something. We woke up the next morning and both decided to move back to our original camping spot from Friday night. In hopes of being away from people, experiencing our experiences from Friday again, for verification of course and to shoot our guns that we brought the next day. But this day, the area felt lively. There were bugs, birds, and insects doing their thing. The wind was blowing the tops of the trees super hard, making lots of white noise. The energy was just vibrant comparatively to how it was Friday. We sat in camp hanging out, listening to encounter stories that I had downloaded on my favorite podcast platform uh, for the rest of the day until about 10 when I started getting weird feelings coming from up the hill. Not quite like something was watching me, but more the essence that something was around the area. With the high winds moving from the tops of the trees going to ground level right through our camp, it was impossible to precisely distinguish sounds that uh, we were hearing. Stick breaking, howling noises, coinciding with the feeling I just described, along with the encounter stories playing, my mind started to go into pareidolia stage. Uh, When this happens, I try to start thinking rationally and scientifically. I try to pinpoint exactly what I'm feeling or hearing, and I try to rationalize it. And if this fails me, I usually turn in for the night or leave the area for a future trip, as misconception can often lead to false false ideologies uh, and or fake impressions. So being with the high wind... Friday's occurrences and the thought that nothing of the sort showed any sort of sign earlier in the day, uh, I chose to turn in for the night. So we woke up the following morning and uh, the wind was blowing even harder and uh, a little bit of smoke was starting to come in and uh, there was nothing. We experienced there. I mean, there was insects less than there was the day before. Um, the, I didn't, I don't recall seeing too many birds at all on the last, on Monday. Uh, just so happened that was the day the storm hit. So we ended the trip and I took my cousin back to his house and we parted ways and I made it home safely. And I have been dealing with crazy amounts of smoke. Um, I'm in, I was in a, uh, I was in the green zone at one point where I live at and uh, I no longer am. So I'm thankful for that, but I'm kind of wishing this smoke would dissipate. It's been really hard on my lungs and throat. Uh, 
masks and everything is still seeping through. It's thick, or it has been thick. So that's all she wrote. And that's this week's podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in to Bigfoot in the Citizen Scientist podcast. I had a lot of fun over the Labor Day weekend. Uh, I had a lot of interesting encounters happen. And I wanted to thank each and every single one of you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and hit that share button. Like me uh, all over social media platforms. I can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and many more. If you can't find me on your favorite podcast platform, let me know and I can add my podcast to it. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. Love each other. Love yourselves. Be kind. Be safe. And until next time. My heart is beating to your drum And I'm blinded by the sunshine in your eyes Not thinking twice in my this dumb Although I know you're all I want How could I crave something so bad? My sweaty palms reveal a warning I should hear You know too well I need you close Can't help myself Try to stop me but I'm under your spell Can't help
myself